Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of pewterreport.com. It is a pewter postgame show, and we are talking about the third win in a row for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they defeated, convincingly, the Green Bay Packers by a score of 34-20. to 20. They improved their record to 7-7 seven and seven on the season. They remain atop of the NFC South and have now positioned themselves in a situation where they could end up making the wild card too if things don't work out in the division. There's a lot to break down in what was Baker Mayfield's best game as a Buccaneer, in my opinion. We'll get to all of it. And, of course, chat with the Pewter people as well. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Join with me is Scott Reynolds of PewterReport.com. And, Scott, offensively, this was the most complete game the Bucs have played on that side of the football I think it was their best game of the season. Yeah. And especially kudos to Dave Canales, Baker Mayfield, Chris Godwin as well. Chris Godwin yes. called out too. Yeah, we also had a touchdown from Co'Keefe. Co'Keefe oh, and David Moore. So, yeah, I mean, uh, there was a lot going right for the Buccaneers today offensively. And um, and, and I think Tampa Bay's defense played played pretty well too. 20 points, right? That's that's pretty good. Getting that, that key – uh, sack fumble towards the end to really kind of put the nail in the coffin for the the Packers, and then not just that, but then to salt the game away right with with a uh, um, a, a nice uh, offensive line surge again with another big Rashad White run at the end. Uh, Over rushing yards for Rashad White, that was huge. He needed that to get was it. huge Got it on that last play. It was unreal. Yeah. And Matt, if you had listened uh, to to Matt and I, Peter people, if you listened to Matt and I, uh, earlier in the season, we were talking about my bookie and how, boy, that six and a half, the over for the Buccaneers, that looks smashable. And it was. And I just won a ton of money on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today by getting to seven wins. So hopefully you, Peter people out there, also bet the over on the Bucs win-loss record this year. Because they are now at seven. And if you hit the six and a half over, boom, you made a lot of money too. So more importantly, though, it's not about money. It's about playoffs. Playoffs. That's right. Playoffs. playoffs. Buccaneers still in control of their destiny with uh, this win today. With this does is now, as Matt said, the, the Buccaneers are six. I'm sorry, not six. Seven and seven. That sounds better than six and six. Seven and seven. 
And uh, Todd Bowles uh, certainly deserves a lot of credit for writing the ship. And, you know, he was asked at the press conference about making Devin White inactive. And we, we know that coaches sometimes get up there and fib a little bit, right? And, and it sounded like a Bulls fib to me. And I don't want to call him a liar. I'm not going to say that. But I just have a hard time buying the fact he went up to Devin, who practiced this week, Matt. He, he was a full yeah. participant in practice with his foot. He was. And then he, he says today, I can't go, coach. I mean, that speaks volumes about Devin White, if that's the case. But here's a stat for you. Since Get Live 45 has been out of the lineup, the Buccaneers now, with K.J. Britt in the middle of that, that linebacker spot, they're 3-0. and 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 Britt is, is a good, competent player, and he made a couple of, of nice tackles today. But the thing is with Britt, he doesn't miss many tackles. He doesn't blow his gap assignments by guessing. And he does a pretty good job of shedding blocks, right? He's he's not the uber athlete. He doesn't have the speed that Devin White has, but he's a more competent, credible player. And so I, I know that there there's something going on. Either this this was a Jason Light call, or this was Todd Bowles realizing that they're better off without Devin, or maybe this is Devin checking out and saying, you know, I I can't go today. It's one of those three, but whatever it was. It was the right call for the Buccaneers because they've gotten better play when it's been Levante David and K.J. Britt over the last two weeks. And before that, it was K.J. Britt for about seven plays, and there was the J.J. Russell show. So without Devin White, this defense looks better. It looks a lot more mistake-free, and, and they're winning games, Matt. It is no longer Get Live 45. It is Get Lit K.J. Britt because watching <laughs> this game – and I got to give credit to uh, SJ uh, on Twitter for that because he came yeah. up with it. I, at That's first a good I was like, one. I like that. Get Lit sounds so much better. Um, you could not watch this game without seeing KJ Britt at every single moment, whether you wanted yeah. to or not. He was involved on so many different plays. He made a big tackle um, on a play where Jordan Love tossed it to the running back. And yeah. he could have easily broken the tackle and scampered for another 15 yards. But no. K.J. Britt held on to the play. I thought Levante David was flying around once again. And what I really yep. like from this Bucks defense is it wasn't fantastic at first. Um, there were some drives where, like, Green Bay moved all the way down the field. Like, that first drive of the game, like, right. the wide receiver was wide open. The wide receiver yeah. was wide open on fourth down. Jordan Love just yep. missed them. Does the yep. Bucks defense get credit for that? No, but it still says a zero on the board. Um, but in that second half, whatever adjustments were, were made, whatever was said in the locker room, while they still scored 10 points overall, um, and then they allowed the Packers to come back that first time, the second time that the that the Bucks scored with David Moore and that touchdown, yeah, the defense put away the game, right? That's there. right. And, they did. Uh, shout out to the linebackers for sure. Um, Shaq Barrett, I know it was fourth down, but still knocking the ball out against Jordan Love on that last play. I think that was really important for him and his – confidence and and psyche moving yeah. forward and um this defense at times can be very boom or bust right uh, but when they hit the boom with these turnovers or making the big plays when it's needed yeah. um i'm not gonna say it can win them a championship but it can get them to the situation that they're in now which is looking into the playoff picture and controlling their own destiny and again giving themselves a good cushion 
for just a playoff situation where, you know, the Jaguars, and we'll see how they look tonight on Sunday Night Football, but yeah. Jaguars, when fully healthy, are a great team. Yeah. But Bucks are riding momentum. Momentum is the they hell are. of a thing. Uh, it's real, man. It is. Yep. And and it's it's a th- – th- this was probably their most quality win of the year, Matt. Would you yes. agree? I mean, th- this I this win here, right, this is, this is a quality win. I know right now – you're looking at Green Bay's record, and they're six and and eight. But what this does too is it, it gives the Bucks that head-to-head win in case Tampa Bay slips a little bit and Green Bay wins out. Uh, if if those two records are equal, and these are two teams possibly fighting for the the seventh and final NFC wildcard spot in case the Saints beat the Buccaneers and end up winning the division, Tampa Bay still has, as you mentioned on Thursday's podcast, another path to the playoffs. This is huge. This is a head-to-head win here against this team. The Bucks also already have a head-to-head win against the Vikings. So this was a critical win for a lot of reasons. But more importantly, it kind of quells the, the the Todd Bowles angst about him as a head coach. We saw him use some timeouts, Matt, before yeah. <laughs> before halftime. That was a good sign for coach. And uh, you know, and, and more importantly. Yeah, more importantly, they, they had a lead at halftime. They built on that and and they just really kind of kept the Packers in that second half at arm's length the entire way. And and they, they pretty much had that 10 to 14 point lead and just kind of salted it away at the end. No question about it. Let's get to some of these super chats as they start rolling in. Appreciate all the Peter people. And thank you to Todd Pittner for this 499 super chat. Thank First you, time catching you live. Your Bucks coverage is number one. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Todd. Appreciate Very it. kind words. So happy you could join us uh, this afternoon slash evening uh, for the Peter Post Game Show. Will you be hosting another Bucks game live at a local restaurant? And then he says, "Oh, Devin White, who?" We yeah, had a question um, before the show. Um, yeah. About is this is this the last time we've seen Devin White play in a game for the Bucks? So retroactively, his last game. At first, I said no, but uh, I mean, based on. Bowles' answer and and how KJ Braid has been playing, it may be the last that we've seen of Devin White in a Bucks uniform. I mean, it it's it's hard to put him back in the starting lineup. It just is. I mean, why would you screw with success? Yeah. Right. I mean, KJ Britt has done nothing to be removed from the lineup. Again, he's not the most splashy, spectacular player. Right. He had a nice pressure today on Jordan Love and probably should have had a sack right here. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Nelson thanks him for missing. Uh, but but Britt is just a solid player. And sometimes that's good enough when you have Anton Winfield Jr. behind you, Kalijah Kansi and Vita Vey in front of you, Levante David next to you. Just don't screw up, right? Yeah. Just do your job, <laughs> right? No, and, and, right. And, and, and I think that, that that's what they're getting now. And, you know, and, and – you, you don't see the soft play where Britt's getting driven back um, 10 yards off the ball, right, by a center or a guard. And uh, he's just playing really good, competent football. And and I think Todd Bowles would be foolish to remove him from the starting lineup right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a firm believer of it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know, ugh, that type of thing. There's some craziness going on in the Bills Cowboys game at the moment. That took me off guard. Um, but – K.J. Britt just, yeah, solid, steady. I mean, and when you have a a series of superstars, you don't, like, 
I don't know why this comes to mind, but someone like Steve McClendon on the 2020 team. It's like you yeah. had Sue in the middle and Peter right. Thayer doing his thing. But Steve McClendon very much had a role on this team. It's just yes. like a defensive tackle that's going to go in there, make an interception. I'm, I joke. Occasionally he'll do that. Uh, but just be in there and be a run stuffer and do his job. That's let right. the other guys get a break and go in there and be that guy. Not every single player is going to be a Pro Bowl, All-Pro, All-Star guy. It's like you got to win with your stars and then also, um, you know, have have contributions from other people yeah. uh, around you. As Jacko bluntly says, those so-called experts were saying KJ was too slow. I'm yeah. saying he was slow too, but you Me know too. what? He had Guilty games. Charged. You know what? We were all wrong today. We all picked the Packers to win in our yep. Peter preview. Although I, I have to admit, I, I came close. And and once the yeah. once our predictions are in on Friday, we can't change them. That, that's the rule. But I when I saw the injury update, uh, I actually won money on my bookie because I bet the Bucks money line. So oh, nice. <laughs> I, put, I put my money where, where my mind was, but I I had to I'll take the L for for picking the the Packers to win. And you're right. But the, the, to that point about KJ Brett, I'll say this. And, and you mentioned a good thing with play speed. Matt, when you know what you're doing, you play faster, right? And and K.J. Britt has had three years as an understudy behind Devin White in this middle linebacker role in Tampa Bay in Todd Bowles' defense. And he just he knows where to be. He knows what to do. He's gotten enough reps in preseason, right? He's got a couple fill-in performances now. And he's just playing confident, and he's playing fast. And he's playing as fast as he can. And I think earlier in his career in those preseason games, or like even in week 18, that second half against the Falcons when he and J.J. Russell were in there, when Bulls yeah. yanked the starters, it didn't look good because I, I think his head was swimming a bit. But now he knows where to be, and he's playing as fast as he can. He's not a 4-4 guy. He's probably closer to 4-6. But you can sometimes get that head start, right? And and that's that's why guys like Rondé Barber and Derek Brooks later in their careers, as they slowed down into their mid-30s, right, they were still able to play and, and make plays because they had that little bit of a head start, right? They started to yeah. – they read the, the formation. They knew the personnel grouping, the down and distance. They knew what was coming. So instead of being in their stance, they started to kind of slide and shade over a little bit. And that extra half step, right, or step towards the hole made all the difference in the world, and they made the play. And I think we're seeing that from K.J. Britt now. He's had enough games under his belt, feels comfortable out there, no hesitancy, sure tackler too, man. That's the thing. He doesn't miss a lot of tackles. So – uh, yeah, guilty as charged. I was not a, a believer in K.J. Britt. He's making me a believer now. And I don't think that he is, is thinking this, but it probably doesn't hurt when you're coming in and replacing a guy that, let's be honest, the fans aren't crazy fond of um, in Devin yeah. White with all those antics. It might make it a little bit easier to come in and play when there's not as much uh, pressure on you and you have the fan base behind you for yeah. going in uh, and playing. Credit to him, too, because a lot of people were like, Shavasi Dennis, Frosty Dennis, Frosty Dennis. He's the future of this team. Right. Nope. It might be KJ Britt um, yeah. at that position. Uh, we got a super chat from Randy Douglas. Thank you for the Canadian uh, $2.79 yeah. super chat. Shout out to our fans up north watching from Canada who says credit where credit is due. Uh, quarterback and coaches best day this year. I mean, Dave yeah. Canales, he said it before, so we should have known it was coming when he talked about Oh, like, I don't want to put everything on tape for, like, when we get down the stretch into December. And we definitely saw some different things in the passing game today, for sure. And Baker Mayfield, I mean, I'm going to call it now. Baker's going to win NFC defensive, uh, offensive player right. 
of the week. And yep. I think it says a lot about the, uh, the the Packers defense because last week Tommy DeVito shredded them and he got yeah. NFC Offensive Player of the Week. And <laughs> it's probably going to go to Baker. I mean, he had a perfect QB rating in Lambeau Field. 22 of 28, and one of those was a throwaway. So really yeah. 22 of 27. Um, 381 yards and four touchdowns. This was, yeah. without question, the best game of Baker Mayfield's um, Bucks career, and really one of the best games right. of his NFL career. I mean, he was fantastic. And Scott, it was so funny. Like, I, I always have a great time with, with the computer game day show and love all the fans' interactions. Yep. It would be like Baker would throw a touchdown, and everyone's like, Baker's the best. He's the man. And then he had that trip <laughs> sack, and it's like, this guy's a bum. He doesn't know what right. he's doing. And well, I'm not here know- to say Baker is great. I'm not here to say that he's terrible. All I'm saying is that today the Baker haters got to be quiet because he was exceptional. Yeah, he was. And and when you look at at how he was able to come back from an awful play, right? That was his own doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he held on to the ball too long for almost four and a half seconds, according to the CBS broadcast. And that, that plays on him, right? And, and that led to a Packers touchdown. But this guy shakes off mistakes like no Buccaneer quarterback I've seen outside of Tom Brady. I think those those are the two guys that I can really recall. Um, and maybe Brad Johnson too, right? Uh, but guys like Chris Sims, Trent Dilfer, right? Sean King, when, when they would have a bad day, you could see the downward spiral, right? You could see one interception. Of course, Jameis Winston, what, what am I saying? Not, not including Jameis, right? One interception turns into two, turns into three, turns into a sack fumble, right? And the whole game just spirals. And this guy just, okay, had a bad play, you know, moving on. Uh, probably pissed him, himself off, and and uh, and then he did something about it. And that's what yeah. you love to see. This guy, you know, I, I, I've, to be fair, I, I said he's not a difference maker at, at quarterback. We haven't seen that from him throughout most of this year. Today he was. There's no doubt about it. Baker Mayfield was the difference maker. Some of those throws were thread-the-needle throws over yeah. and over again, chunk plays. Yes, he took some sacks. I think Cody Malk uh, had a, a, a tough return up north. It was not a, a smooth homecoming for Luke Gedeke, but he walks out of there with the win, the yeah. Wisconsin native, uh, and they did enough. We talked about it uh, during the week, Matt. The Packers' defensive line, not the best in terms of stopping the run, but they can rush the passer, right? And we they saw can. that today. But, man, Baker Mayfield, what a game from him. It was an absolute masterpiece. And, folks, if if you happen to like Baker Mayfield and you want more Baker Mayfield, we're going to be talking about Baker Mayfield tomorrow. Um, and, uh, and, and, well, actually, that's him right there. Yeah. What am, I, what am I saying here? I'm saying let's talk about Chris Godwin and his day. Holy smokes. We're going to have that tomorrow on the show. Another Victory Monday, Matt, for the 7 and 7 bucks tomorrow. We love Victory Mondays because – not only is everyone in a great mood because the Buccaneers won and they're making this playoff push right now, but we also have roll call at 420. So please, 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 if you've not made one of our live shows, make it tomorrow because we're going to have more post-game Bucks coverage tomorrow. And we have plenty coming uh, tonight, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. But we'll have more tomorrow, plus really kind of breaking down the playoff race and, and looking at, at what Tampa Bay has to do to either win the division or if they stub their toe against the Saints in two weeks at home, what they have to do to to maybe make the playoffs as a wild card because that's doable. 
it is uh it is quite doable for sure uh yeah very excited for tomorrow's show as well still have a long way to go uh with today's show but very excited about tomorrow it's victory mondays are always more fun uh roll call victory mondays are even better than that so uh hopefully we get a great turnout tomorrow as well let's keep the baker conversation going by uh thanks to paul for his super chat as well but we got michael with the 499 super chat who says baker's been my favorite player in all of sports since his heisman year this game was a beauty yeah that, that's the other thing i want to comment on is we've had the conversations before about yeah baker's been average how many games has he lost for the bucks maybe one maybe none how many games has he won for the bucks probably none Today, he won the game for the yeah. Buccaneers. Yes, he got great contributions from Chris Godwin. We'll talk about Chris Godwin. Um, he got a great contribution from uh, Rashad White as well. But this was yeah. the statement impact game from Baker Mayfield. And you know what? He's an extremely polarizing guy. Because remember when the Bucs went 3-1 and one at the beginning of the season? Bucks had their bye. He's on the college game day show at the, yeah. at the Red River river rivalry or whatever they call it now and Baker was doing well and he was the talk of the town and then and i'm not i'm not saying by any means that oh baker got cocky and that's why the team lost the next six of seven i'm not saying that at yeah. all all i'm saying is when things are going well people do want to highlight and promote baker mayfield so he definitely deserves his flowers um, no doubt month, because it was it was a historic like i mean that was a tom brady-esque type of it game really was baker mayfield yeah, it really was. This this was a passing virtuoso performance from him. This this shows that he's capable of of these types of games, right? In Tampa Bay, at this stage of his career, that he is capable of having that multiple touchdown, three hundred yard game. We, the last time we saw that or anything similar to this was the Saints game back there in in Week Four uh, when they got to three and one, and now they're seven and seven, making this playoff push. And, and really, we talked about this too during the week, Matt. It, it was like Baker Mayfield's kind of in a little bit of a mini slump. He needed to yeah, really get that that completion percentage up, get some touchdowns on the board. And again, more importantly, he did have the, the turnover, but no interceptions from Baker Mayfield, who's really put together one heck of a season so far statistically. It's going to help him either stay in Tampa Bay or get a starting job somewhere else next year because he is a starting caliber quarterback. There's no doubt. Yeah, his uh, touchdown to interception ratio now goes from 20 to 8 to 24 to 8, yeah. which was um, really exciting to see. Um, we got a $2 super chat from Tampa Supreme. Thank you. Who says, Scott Reynolds is a Bucks legend in my book. Well, you've been covering the team long enough, and you're one of the most notable names when it comes to uh, reporters. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a true Thank statement. You. Joel thank you, Regan. Tampa Spring. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Joel Regan for the $5 Super Chat who says, thanks for always keeping it real with us. Proud to be part of Pewter Nation. Go Bucks. Yeah, thank you so much for that comment. And I think that's the message we really try to, to, to bring across to everybody is we got to look at everything from all different angles. We're not just yeah. going to sit here and say, oh, Baker was terrible for one drive, or Baker was fantastic. I think we kind of look at every single side of it yeah. and be fair with everything. You know, like, That's uh, right. if you want to look at the run game today, Rashad White, awesome that he had that big run at the end. This is the fewest amount of rushing yards that the Packers have allowed in five weeks. Yeah. I'm not saying that the running game is, 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 like, we have to worry about the run game right now because the passing game was fantastic. But, you know, I, I think we look at everything. 
Um, we don't really try to dramatize everything because the NFL kind of dramatizes itself. So we don't right. necessarily <laughs> need to do it that much ourselves. But, um, you know, things were bad when they lost six of seven. And it was sure. really tough to be negative, And we were negative about a lot of things. And I think we were fair about certain things that were on the up and up, like Yaya Diaby and Kalisha Kansi. And now they've yep. won three in a row. And we're not That's just right. going to say that everything is perfect with this team. But when you win three in a row, there's a lot more things. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply things that you could point to as positives than negatives. Yeah, and they're 7-7. Seven and seven. Playoffs are not assured, right? I mean, there's still three games to go. It's looking much better. This team has some real momentum. And, you know, it, and we have to own um, our, our picks, right? And Matt and I, were, we're both wrong over the last yeah. two weeks. And we own it, and that's fine. We'll accept it, you know? And, and I'm probably Happy. more inclined to pick the Buccaneers over the Jaguars because of this three-game winning streak because it's real, right? It's not a fluke. This is This is a real momentum streak here. And, and the fact that they're going to return home for a big game on Christmas Eve, it's it's exciting. I'm not they excited about the 405 red. start. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they're going to wear red. They have, yeah. to, they have to wear red. It's Christmas Eve. Santa, they red. Have to. Yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you got to break out the red. I'm with you. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's our job to basically take a snapshot like each week, right, to take a picture. And if the Buccaneers or certain players that we happen to call out or whatever, Todd Bowles, whatever, if he doesn't like what that picture looks like, guess what? You get to re- redo, you get to have a retake next week, right? Next Sunday, we take a different picture and we see how that one looks, right? Well, the pictures these last three weeks have been stunners, right? They've been masterpieces in terms of stacking these wins together. And uh, and everything's coming into focus now for this team. And so it, it's it's exciting to kind of see this team rebound and live up to its potential and man, the offense, Matt, 34 points today, right? Yeah. I mean, this offense now is is doing its job. The defense doesn't have to wear the Superman cape anymore. Matter of fact, I think the offense is playing better than the defense now with these last couple of games. Yes. And, and that's exciting to see because I think this defense still has more big plays ahead of it, right? And and uh and, and we're we're gonna see some more command performances. I thought Levante David was excellent today. Uh he did have a, a couple early misses, but shook it off and had nine tackles and half a sack. Winfield was his normal tackle machine type guy. Didn't have any uh, turnovers today or sacks, but did have 10 tackles to lead the team. I thought Izium played better today with six. KJ Britt also had six. Anthony Nelson had a sack and four tackles. Anthony so, Nelson was great today. He really was. Yeah, he really was. And, and, uh, but again, this was, this was one of those, Complete team wins where uh, I think the offense, defense, the special teams came together and and really had uh, um, a big time win. The best win of the season for this Buccaneer team heading into a, a huge game in the state of Florida. Buccaneers, Jaguars, yes. Raymond James Stadium, 405, unfortunately, on Christmas Eve. And those 34 points scored by the Bucks offense today, that was all manufactured by the Bucks offense. Like, yes. there wasn't really a situation in which the Bucks defense got a turnover. Right. Great right call, game. man. Yep. Like, you know, where they got an interception, you started on, like, your own 40 or something like yeah. that and didn't have to move it that much. So that was all 
the Bucks offense, Dave Canales, Baker, uh, and Chris Godwin. Uh, let's get to this $5 super chat from Michelle C. Thank you very much, Michelle, who says, great game. SR, at one time you said that they would probably let Mike test free agency. Do you feel like that still after the season he's had? We need him. Yeah, I, I do. And the reason I say that, and that's not a bad thing, because the Buccaneers have, have done this practice now the last couple of years. They did it with Carlton Davis two years ago in free agency. Go find your number. Go find what you're worth. And it, you know, and, and we'll match it or come at you with our uh, at our number, right? And they got Carlton back cheaper than what the cornerback thought he was going to get in free agency. It was a softer market than anticipated. Same thing last year with Jamel Dean and Levante David. The Bucks wanted both those guys back bad. And there was a softer market than both players anticipated. Yeah. Dean actually re-signed for less than Carlton Davis, right, the year before. And Levante David was an absolute steal getting four and a half million dollars. Now he does have some incentives that he's going to hit that'll end up making it seven and a half. But, uh, and that's good for Levante because he's, he deserves the seven and a half million. Yes, um, absolutely. He, he's going to overplay his four and a half million for sure. Uh, but having said that it, it's, I don't think it's disrespectful to Mike to, to get him back because I think the Buccaneers, when you look at, at some of these players, Deandre Hopkins, Cooper cup, these mega contracts that these receivers have gotten. The important thing to understand is those players sign those deals before they turn 30, right? And so those were huge deals. If Mike Evans, who will turn 31 next August, so before he takes the field again, whether it's in Tampa Bay or elsewhere for the 2024 season, he'll be 31. This is uncharted territory for a receiver to get 25 million plus, right? For, for for someone his age. Now, Mike is not showing any signs of slowing down, and that's that's going to help his cause. But I don't think there's a problem with, with Jason Light, Mike Greenberg saying, go get your number, Mike, and when you do, we're going to match it. And then it's up to you to either come back to Tampa or go elsewhere. And if it's a team like, let's say, the Chicago Bears, right, they're going to have the most money to spend, et cetera. Yeah. And if they want Mike, they'll probably outbid Tampa by, you know, two or three million per year. Well, the difference is, is with no state income tax plus a yep. high income tax in the state of Illinois, th that's that's an even Steven thing. So the Bucks might say, all right, we'll pay you 23. Bears are going to pay you 25. Mike might, might take 23 because it's all even money with the tax differential. So this team knows how important Mike Evans is. They're not going to let him get away. I, I really don't think that they're going to go into next year without him because – he has shown and proven that he is the offense, except for the last couple of weeks when it's been the Rashad White show. And today was the Chris Godwin show. We have to give Chris Godwin some love, Matt. We, we absolutely do. Chris Godwin got it going from the first drive of the game until the last drive of the game. I mean, he was absolutely exceptional. Uh, season highs on the day with 10 receptions, double digits, 10 receptions, for 155 yards, did not have a touchdown. But besides that, he was by far and away the best offensive weapon outside of or offensive player outside of uh, Baker Mayfield today. Um, he was all over the place. He was making catches on the outside. He was making catches over the middle, which we've wanted to see for quite a while. Yep. He was making big plays on third down, whether it was yep. over the middle or that big time screen pass to him on a third and I believe it's like a third and eight or a third yeah. and 10 or something like that. 
That was a vintage Chris Godwin game. I hate even saying vintage because he's still like fairly young in his right. age and his career. Yeah. But that just proves, one, that Chris Godwin has still got it. He can right. still put up big games like that. And two, the Bucks can have productive games from both Chris Godwin and yep. Mike Evans in the same game. Mike had 57 receiving yards, but he had a really important touchdown. He also uh, drew a pass interference penalty right. in the game. So Mike Evans, without question, yeah, four receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown, um, without question, made an impact on this game. And for the first time in a couple of weeks, at wide receiver, because we saw it with Kate Otten last week for sure yeah. at tight end, but we finally saw some production from or a contribution, I guess I should say, from another wide receiver. That's right. Outside of Mike and Chris, and that's what made this team so special in 2020 and 2021. Yes. Is that you got those contributions from other guys? Granted, with a way more talented team, but David sure. Moore, I, you know, I, I wrote about it the other day when they when they elevated him or when they signed him to the active roster, and I questioned maybe he should just become wide receiver three because they're really not getting any production out of Trey Palmer, and I understand I Trey Palmer's speed. And what he means for taking the top off of the defense. But in the last two games, he's gotten a little bit more uh, of playing time and, and cut into Trey Palmer's playing time a slight yes. bit. And for the second week in a row, he's had better uh, stats and numbers than Trey Palmer. Clearly, today with uh, the huge catch and run for a touchdown that essentially sealed it. Um, yep. But I really like the idea of David Moore as wide receiver three. I think it's a great um, idea, Matt. And and it's listen, here's one thing about Dave Canales that I really, really like. He listens. He's not a know-it-all. He he doesn't have an yes. ego. And and we have made some suggestions in the media, in our press conferences, and maybe in some other conversations. What about this? What about that? Right. And and he takes those, he takes that input. And and you kind of see um him listen. And, and it's, it's not like the media know everything and this guy doesn't. He's yeah. the coach. We're not coaches. We're not taking credit for this. What I'm do, doing is I'm giving Dave Canales credit for listening to everybody. And maybe he's figuring this out like right before we ask the question anyways, right, when he watches the yeah, film. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is, is you know, we, we make points as the media, not just Peter Report, Rick Stroud, Jenna Lane, you know, Greg Allman, and, and um, you know, Kevin O'Connell, and we, we ask – questions dan lucas news channel 8 can't forget dan uh we ask yeah. questions and, and make comments you know what about your you're using chris goblin in the slot because he had so much success last year in the slot so it goes back to using chris in the slot right and you know chris goblin had a lot of catches outside on on wide receiver screens that was successful last year until it was run too much it was too predictable yeah yeah now, now we're seeing some of those types of plays and so I, I think that the great thing with Canales is, is he he takes input, and sometimes guys just need a reminder, right? Sometimes it's, hey, you know, when you have tunnel vision on a game plan, tunnel vision on, on an opponent, right? Sometimes you kind of miss them in the periphery. And sometimes I, I'm going to give the collective Tampa Bay media a little bit of credit um, for throwing some of the stuff out there to, I don't say to help the team, but to improve performance. And credit to Dave Canales for, like, saying, "Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's right," you know. And I, I think, um, I think Chris Godwin's wife also gets an assist too. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give her credit as well. 
Yeah, yeah, everyone's got to do their part. Uh, one thing that I want to throw out to everybody, you should be having a Celsius energy drink this week, or maybe even today as a celebratory way for uh, the Bucks winning their third game in a row. Celsius is the official energy drink of PeterReport.com. Check out all of their great flavors. The Cosmic Vibe is one of their newest ones out there. The Arctic Vibe is my personal favorite uh, Celsius energy drink. Uh, can't go wrong with any of these flavors as well. The Sparkling Wildberry, Sparkling Orange, the... Strawberry Akai, uh, the Tropical Vibe, the Strawberry Lemonade, some of my favorite ones out there. There's no uh, sugar, no post-energy uh, drink crash or jitters that you may get with another product out there. Um, they're, of course, also the official sponsor of the Pewter Game Day show. So if you need to know where to find a Celsius energy drink, go to the Celsius store locator on their website, punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest location where you can pick one up. It could be at a local Walmart, Target, health and fitness store, or it could be at your bodega. Bodega. And once you keep going to your bodega and you know that you love Celsius and you want more of it, well, you can get it in bulk. And I'd recommend getting that variety pack. It's variety spice of life. You can have it sent to your uh, place of residence whenever you want. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official energy drink of the Pewter Report podcast. I think we have uh, a couple more super chats to get. Yeah, through. we too. Uh, this first one from David Stacks. Thanks for the dollar ninety nine super chat. It says Brian Pearson has a small one. Uh, I saw them arguing in the chats. It was a Bucks fan against a Saints fan, and uh, <laughs> David is rocking with the Bucks. So appreciate <laughs> the super chat there, David. Uh, thank you to Joshua Finland for the four ninety nine super chat. Joshua says, "What can we say about what Zion yeah. McCollum has done this year?" either filling in for either Jamel or Carlton just continues to ball. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I talked to Todd balls about this on Friday, just the luxury of having Zion because including today, um, Carlton and Jamel combined have missed eight games on the season. Yeah. Uh, they, they both missed four. So that's eight times this year. Zion McCollum's has, to, right. he's essentially been a starter. For yeah, he team. has. And uh, the biggest thing is that he can line up on both sides of the field. Yes. So, Carlton's on one side, he's out, you can put in Zion. Jamel's out, bam, you can put in Zion. That's a great point, He's getting it done each week. Uh, He's staying with the speedster and relatively has done a good job. I know he allowed that touchdown today, but that was great coverage. Yeah. That was great coverage. (laughs) Yeah, that was more Jordan Love, just an exception. Wide receiver as well. Um, and, and honestly, that was his first touchdown that he's given up all year. Carlton's yeah. given up five. Jamel Dean's given up four, despite missing all those games. This was Zion's first touchdown that he allowed, and he was literally inches away from, from breaking up the pass. Just great throw and great catch, and sometimes that's what happens. The other guys get paid, too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But, I mean, Zion is really setting himself up in a situation where um, he could be a starter next season based on what Tampa Bay wants to do with, uh, you know, the contract of Carlton Davis, or if they just want to shake things up a little bit. The the future is very, very bright for a lot of second year players on this team. I know Luke Gedeke struggled today, but if you look at the, the whole of his season, you would say thumbs up. Rashad White clearly um, is stepping up in great ways and, you could add Zion McCollum to that mix yeah. as well. And you know what? Sometimes it's hard to go home, Matt. Sometimes it's hard to you know go play before the friends and the family. This was Gedeke's first time up in Lambeau, yeah. right? And where he's on the field playing, not watching you know the Packers. And, and, and sometimes that's hard. We saw Tom Brady go back to New England, right, and not have a great game. 
didn't throw a touchdown. Yeah. And, and so sometimes it's harder than you think to go play before friends and family because you want to show out there's some pressure there. You got a bunch of, you know, your own peeps in the, in the stands. And it's just, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Patisse, thank you for the $1.99 super chat, says the only thing holding us back is our zero pass rush. And I don't think you mean, yeah, yeah, Diaby. Right. Bears, number zero. Yeah, um, this is definitely a concern for me. It's not even yeah. just that they're not getting sacks from their guys. And I know Shaq had the big play late, uh, but that was like Levante was the one that kind of wrapped up Jordan Love right. in the first place. I just think there's not that threat of a consistent pass rush. There's Bingo. not that yep. that has to go off in the head of Jordan Love or whoever the quarterback is that says, oh, I have to get rid of it now because the edge rush is going to be there now. It's yep. just – it's not happening enough, the consistency of um, getting to the quarterback to rattle some throws. Now, Kalijah Kansi, I believe like the first play of the of the third quarter, was able to do that on Jordan Love. And it happened a yeah. couple of times, a couple of times more than um, in, in some of the recent games. And the Bucs have gotten very reliant on blitzing Anton Winfield Jr. all the time. Yeah. Christian Izzian blitzes a lot. Levante David. Yeah. yeah, and Levante and K.J. Britt. And unfortunately, the Bucs are falling into the pattern where they have to do that out of necessity. I agree. And yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah, and and the problem is when you know that other teams have to blitz out of necessity, what do you think the opponent is practicing in practice every single week? How yeah. to pick up all these blitzes, how to run an offense where you know the blitz is coming on almost every other play. It you know, it makes teams more prepared for it and it puts the Bucs in a little bit of a bind because if you beat a blitz. Well, then you got one-on-one coverage or you got guys wide open and they're going to make, you know, uh, a 10-yard play into a 40, 50, 60-yard play. No, you're right. And and I think that that is that that is a concern of mine just in terms of of this uh, of the ceiling of where this team can go. We'll see if if they end up winning the South or have a home playoff game again. It might be Dallas, it might be the Eagles coming back in here the Buccaneers lost to both teams, uh, the Eagles earlier this year. They're in a little bit of a funk right now. Um, and then you've got the Cowboys who are playing really good football. And, of course, they spanked the Buccaneers big time. Uh, so I'm not sure who's going to win the NFC East. But uh, if you don't get pressure in the playoffs, you're not going to win. And and you have to be able – because you're, you're facing really, really good quarterbacks. You're facing the best quarterbacks in the league uh, on, on almost a weekly basis. Once you get to the postseason, it's usually the best of the best. Yeah. You got to be able to pressure those guys, and when the Bucks have done that, they have success. And when they they don't, they they don't have success. And so I agree, that's a huge concern of mine. They don't have that one guy, whether it's Vita Vea or Shaq or Yaya Diaby or um, you know Kalaja Kansi that consistently wins one on ones and is that down in down out threat that you got a game plan for. You might get a sack from this guy here, you might get a sack from that guy there, but this team does not have the old Shaq Barrett, right, where he was screaming off the edge yep. on down-in, down-out basis, 2019, 2020, even 2021. They don't have a Warren Sapp. They don't have a Simeon Rice, not yet, from these younger guys. They've not they've not improved to that level yet. No, they uh, they have not. They're on their way. Yaya Diaby's on his yeah. way. Kalasha Kansi's on his way, but uh, not there just yet. Thank you to Aaron for this 499 Super Chat who says, I fear we're on the verge of keeping bowls. Three wins against mediocre teams. At least they finally had a convincing win. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, you know, it's going to come down to two things. 
how many wins can Todd Bowles stack together in the regular season, right? Now, Matt, if this team wins out, that would be a six-game winning streak. Yes, it would. Heading into the, the playoffs. And I've, I've maintained, maintained all along, I believe Todd Bowles needs to win a home playoff game to return in 2024. However, I was, I was not considering the possibility when I said that, and I've said it repeatedly, of a six-game winning streak to end the season. I, that was not on my radar. That was not uh, on my bingo card. And it's yet to happen. They're halfway there, though. Yeah. And it could yeah, happen. Yeah. It could happen. They've got two wins p- potentially at home against Jacksonville and, and the Saints where everything will be on the line in the NFC South for that Saints game. And then, you know, you, you got to finish the deal. You got to go to Carolina. They just beat the Falcons, and I didn't see that coming, on a last-second field goal. So I think if this team finishes with 10 wins, you can look at it and say, if you're Todd Bowles, hey, Mr. Glazier, Mr. Glazier, Mr. Glazier, Mrs. Darcy Kasowitz Glazier, or Glazier Kasowitz, um, here is here's my resume. And it's a two-game improvement over last yeah. year. And we won the NFC South again and got you a home playoff game. And and then we'll see what happens in that playoff game. But I, I think there's a chance if they win out and get 10 wins, even if they lose, and they, they, I don't think they can get blown out. I think it's got to be a game. Right. But I, I think there is, that is a path where Todd Bowles could return. Now, if, if, they, if they go 9-8 and eight and win the NFC South – I still think he's got to win the playoff home game to be assured that he will come back. Yeah, if they win out and that that puts them at uh, at ten and seven, and then they yeah. win their first playoff game. Oh, he's coming so back be against no either doubt. Dallas or Eagles. There's no question he comes yeah. back. Yeah, and he now, deserves to come back if that's the, if that's the case. Yeah. He absolutely yeah. deserves to come back. Or because, as much as we slammed him this season, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, the thing too is 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 Matt is if if the Buccaneers get to ten wins, this offense is still moving in the right direction. Like that that yeah. that has to continue yeah. to happen, and and for them to win three more games in a row, you have to see this offense continue to put you know what twenty seven points up on the board last week. They had twenty nine, but two was on the defense. So twenty seven against Atlanta, thirty four today against the Packers. And and then if that happens, Matt, then what does it say about Todd Bowles? You picked the right offensive coordinator, and it just yeah. took some time for Dave Canales to learn these players and learn how to call plays in this league. But the arrows pointing up for the offense, Baker Mayfield, you know, he's playing well towards the towards the end of the stretch here down, down the last uh, three weeks. Then it it everything helps Todd Bowles' uh, case big time. Yes, and the last thing I'll say about it is. Um, in that six-game winning streak, you look at the wins as well. A winner-take-all game against the Falcons. That's a check for Todd Bowles. Right. Um, a game against the the Packers in which both teams had the same record and are jockeying for that wild-card yeah. spot. He gets credit for that. And again, this is all hypothetical, but if they beat the Jaguars, we're talking about that's the signature win against a right. good team that is their division winner. And then... You would have a another big time win in a winner take all game against the Saints for That's essentially right. who's going to win the NFC South. So it's the style. It's it's a little bit college football esque, yeah. but style the style points, points yeah. on, on the victories would be Agreed. important for Todd Bowles as well. Um, Great Shaggy point. has a ten dollars super chat who says, uh, 
of the second year players. Who do you see as most improved from year one? Wow. This is a, uh, this is a great question. Uh, Scott, would you like to go first or second? I mean, I, I think to me that the two names that, that come to mind are Rashad white for sure. Yeah. And, and, and then Luke Gedeke, those that, two no, guys. Yeah. yeah fr- from last year. Uh, I, I think that the Gedeke is Brandon Thorne was talking about this. If you missed that video uh, with Josh Capo and Brandon Thorne, go back and listen to it. It's 40 minutes of gold when it comes to offensive line evaluation. Nobody does it better than Brandon Thorne yeah. with trench warfare. And he, he thinks Tampa Bay's offensive line is, is a top 10 unit. And I agree. I, I, their offensive line is, is that good when it comes to the running game, pass protection, et cetera. And I think Gedeke had an off day today. But he's been stellar. And Rashad White, man, this guy, when he catches passes in the open field, look out. Yeah. It's a touchdown, man. It just is. This guy's special in the open field. He's a good running back. He's a tremendous receiver. Yeah, a- absolutely. And he's he, he does it all. He really does it all. I mean, another game with over 100 scrimming, scrimmage yards yeah. uh, made his impact. In the run game, and obviously, uh, you know, he could have backpedaled into the end zone after he made that catch and, and uh, broke his stride uh, yeah. or broke the tackle and strided into the end zone. Uh, thank you to Kathy Gillespie for this 499 Super Chat who says, Canals called a superior game today. He did. When it needs, it can be tough. The guys executed amazingly today. Happy. Uh, Baker haters can bugger off. Yep. Yeah, he did. Dave Canals, I thought, was, was exceptional. Stuck to the run enough. The running game was productive. Uh, Rashad White ends with 89 yards, had a 22-yarder to kind of seal that that win. Smart football player, too. He could have yeah. tried to go for the touchdown. Maybe he gets it. Maybe the ball gets punched out, right? Uh, maybe he gets hurt on the tackle, right? I mean, you know, with a hip drop tackle, whatever. I'm just saying, he did the smart thing. Salt, salt away the win. It's a 14-point victory. That's, that's enough points to get the, the win. Um, maybe if you had Rashad in your, your, uh, fantasy football pool, you grimaced when you <laughs> saw him do that, but it was the yeah. right thing to do. Very heady football player. And he's clicking now. I think you're right, Matt. I think he made a tremendous point. You always do, but man, like get Dave, David Moore, that number three uh, receiver job right now. I think he's, he's kind of earning it over Trey Palmer. He's a veteran too, right? But the, how, how they're using Rashad white, just tremendous day. Mm-hmm. From him uh, receiving two, uh, had a, a nice day, two catches, 50 yards. That's a nice 25 yard average. Yeah. His, his average has to be close to 10 yards per catch now, which is insane. That's what it was his last year at Arizona State. That's one of the reasons why we had him in our mock draft a couple of years ago, is because he was that kind of dual threat type player. By the way, going into this game, let's not forget Rashad White is third in the NFL among running backs right. in terms of receiving yards, I believe at 419. The only two ahead of him were Brees Hall, who's second, and Christian McCaffrey, who's yeah. first. Now, the 49ers are unreal. Christian McCaffrey is an insane running back who's great. He actually just scored a touchdown uh, yeah. as I'm speaking. Brees Hall has all those receiving yards because the Jets' offense cannot do anything, so they go, we don't right. know what to do. Let's just throw it to Brees Hall. Rashad White has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as the top two options before they think of him in the passing game. So all the yeah. credit needs to go to um, Rashad White as Salty Buccaneer has a $1.99 super chat, uh, as he said, or they say, uh, SR, we're three and one the last four games versus Green Bay. Has that ever happened before? 
I don't think so. I mean, you know, when when Green Bay wasn't spanking the Buccaneers with Brett Favre and Mike Holmgren and Reggie White and those Packer teams, then it was kind of even, right? When it was Sapp and Tony Dungy and, and all of that as the NFC, um, you know, North kind of or the Norris division kind of wind, uh, wind down to to kick Tampa Bay out and into the, the new NFC South. So uh, it was the NFC Central back then. Now, now it's the it's the uh, the North. But um, no, I don't think it, that's happened. The only loss, of course, was the 14 to 12 game last year at Raymond James Stadium when the Bucks didn't have yeah. Chris Godwin or Mike, Mike Evans at their disposal. Uh, I think if if Evans wasn't suspended, he plays, and then they win that game. So, Probably yeah, do. I mean, it was it. Pro- yeah, it it um, it's pretty exciting if you're a longtime Buccaneer fan. Where in, in even before you were a pewter person, you were just a, an old creamsicle, you know, dude uh, or lady that that has seen the, the Packers beat up the Buccaneers quite a bit before Dungy turned the ship around. So it. It's nice to have this little three and one stretch here. That's that's definitely great for the fan base. Yeah, another thing that's great is when you win uh, on your picks over at Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Pewter. That's P E W T E R. Get a first deposit bonus when you play. Um, you just pick anywhere between two and five players. Has to be at least two different teams that you're choosing from. You're just making uh, picks on higher or lower on certain stats of players, whether that's rushing yards or touchdown passes, things of that nature. It's a ton of fun to get into the mix, especially if it's a football game. Maybe it's the Sunday night game that you're watching tonight that maybe you wouldn't care about as much, except for that the Jaguars play the Bucks next week. Uh, gets you a little more motivated for the game. They have it for all the different sports as well, not just football, but we don't know if football is the best. So uh, check out Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. Get a first deposit bonus when you start playing. I uh, got another super chat from Kathy Gillespie. Thank you, Kathy, for Kathy for this $1.99 super chat who says, folks hate bowls even when trending upwards. Why? I, I think uh, it's because of the mistakes that he's made um, yeah. as a head coach. Kind of like, like they're almost embarrassing. Like having nine players on the field last week, that's just an embarrassing, yeah. embarrassing mistake. Right. And they really, really expand when – when the team loses or if, if you're already not in favor of, of, of the coach uh, in the first place. So that's kind of something I would really point to. Yeah, I agree. And I just think that he's been slow to come around, right, to personnel changes, right, to just uh, going to more man coverage and not playing so much soft zone like it killed him against the Houston Texans earlier this season. I, I just think that that fans are concerned, and I think maybe rightfully so. I mean, he still has a below 500 record as the head coach of the yeah. Buccaneers. And I mean, that's not slander. That's just the facts, but certainly, you know, trending upward, heading in the right direction for Todd Bowles. Um, I like Bowles. I, I think he's, I think he's a good coach, but he has to rise in terms of not just a defensive play caller, but he's, he's got to, he's got to really use timeouts better. He's got to have more strategy, a little bit more uh, be uh, aggressive because it's win or lose in December. It's, or I should say it's winner go home, right? It's, it's, it's that if you lose, you're out, right? Once it yeah. comes to the playoffs. So you have to be bold. You have to be smart. And, and I think there is some concern about whether Bulls is the right guy to lead this team to the, the Super Bowl, right? And he did that as a defensive coordinator, but Bruce Arians was the captain of the ship at the time. And so I, 
that that answer has has yet to to you know come forth yet. We don't know, and and he'll have another shot at the playoffs. It looks like if they keep trending this direction to make up for last year and and prove that he can be a guy that cannot just get a team to the postseason, but actually win it and and advance. So we'll see. His story is not completed yet. He's got a couple more chapters to write. And if it's good, it'll be a bestseller and and he'll keep his job. And and if, yeah. if it's not, then it'll bomb and and uh he'll be looking for work and we'll be talking about a head coaching change come January. Kathy with another dollar ninety nine super chat. Really appreciate it. Uh Kathy says since 77 kids NFC yeah. Central Doug Williams fan. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and and for for the the uh, I don't want to say elder, meaning like uh, old, but like the seasoned, experienced Buccaneer fans. How about that? Uh, that these wins over the Packers, like they they make a, a big a difference because this was a team that would take the Buccaneers behind the woodshed. I remember um, Tony Dungy's first game was a home loss to the Packers in 1996. I want to say it was like 34 to three or 31, three, something like that. It was yeah brutal. And that was not uncommon uh, to, to have those types of things, especially in their own house. The Packers would come down. It would be like Lambeau South, especially if the game was later in the season, you have all the cheese heads invade Tampa. And uh, it would, it would almost be like a home game. I remember go pack, go at Raymond James stadium. And before that, uh, certainly more so at, at Tampa Stadium, the big sombrero. So uh, that was uh, disheartening. And so this is a nice win, especially when it's in their house. Speaking mm-hmm. of houses, if you're looking for a house, get this guy in your team. I'm talking about Eric Gross, the official realtor of Pewter Report, the Eric Gross Group and EXP Realty. Takes a full team to win a football game. We saw that today, folks, up there in Green Bay. And also takes a full team effort to win in real estate. And that's where Eric Gross comes in. He can be your quarterback. He can throw those touchdowns, whether you're buying or selling a home. He is the guy you want under center. Eric is an avid Peter Report reader and Tampa native. His father was stationed at McDill Air Force Base. He knows the Tampa Bay area like the back of his hand. He and his team have the market knowledge, top-notch communication, and commitment to excellence that sets them apart. With their strong team of vendors, with a network of over 85,000 agents, the Eric Gross Group will turn your dream of buying or selling a home into a reality. Their clients aren't just transactions, they're lifelong friendships. Let the Eric Gross Group take the pressure off whether you're buying or selling a home. Go to housesinfla.com. That's housesinfla.com. Great website. Check out their inventory. No matter where you are in your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome at the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Pewter Report. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. Victory Monday. Take it away, Matt. Okay, yeah. Tomorrow, uh, going to be a lot of fun on the show. Victory Monday. Bucks are seven and seven. Things are looking much, much better. They've won three in a row. Big time matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, we'll start talking about that uh, after we kind of put the bow on everything that uh, we saw from Bucks first Packers roll call. Always a blast. Let us know yep. where you're watching from. Pewter people. We put it on the uh, comments as well. So uh, that'll be tomorrow's show at 4 o'clock yep. Eastern. Make sure you tune I, in. I, you know, it, just in case, just in case you're thinking, what in the world could I get 
Matt or Scott for Christmas, right? What type of presents would these guys want? Don't send us anything. We appreciate the super chats. Keep those coming. But in lieu of gifts, here's what we want. We want you to subscribe to Pewter Report TV. That is our our YouTube channel. We're approaching 13,000 subscribers. Thanks to you, Pewter people. You're awesome. So if you watch this video, just hit the subscribe button and then do us another favor. Like the videos and leave a comment that helps our algorithm helps us get our videos in up the search engines and into the the eyes of more pewter people like you guys it helps us grow so that's that's the best gift you could get and one more thing if you're looking for uh, you know if you're like i don't i don't want to buy it guys uh, i i want to get you something tell a friend that's the gift that you can give aside from subscribing and liking and hitting the thumbs up and leaving a comment. The one last thing you could do for us this holiday season is tell a friend about Peter report TV, tell a friend about the Peter report podcast, get them in the, the, the pewter people cadre that we have here with you guys. And we love you guys. You guys are family to us. We enjoy doing these shows, man. It's more fun after a bunch yes. victory. Is it not? Way, way more fun. I uh, gotta say thanks again to all the Peter people. Great turnout on the game day stream. Great yes. turnout for the show. Tons of great comments, and uh, we appreciate you all. We got a quick super chat before we end the show. Thanks to Jolly Bucks Life for this four ninety nine super chat. Joining late, late is this Baker's first game this year with no passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> it might be. It might be. But uh, either way. Great game from Baker Mayfield. Yep. That'll do it for us. For Scott, I'm Matt saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you tomorrow for another podcast. Out. Out.